it's been a while, hasn't it? <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Robert Verdugo podcast. Four months in the making, or three months. My last episode was actually January 28th. So you're probably thinking, what the hell has happened in the last three and a half months? Um, a, a lot's... Ha- I'm not going to say a lot, but then... Like, it's it's up and down. There's always up and downs throughout the year. Always. And I was on the way home from work, and the last couple of days, I've been listening to a lot of, like, finance podcasts. The last couple of weeks, I've been watching a lot of fashion-related content on YouTube again. And this is a topic I will definitely... Um, record in the next couple of weeks is the falling in and out of love for, for my fashion or you know just falling in and out of love with styling and everything because I'll go through phases where <clears throat> I'll buy pieces and then I just won't and then I just don't watch any content or I'm not keeping up to date and then it's almost as if I get lazy but I'm still happy with my wardrobe it's weird so it's just it, for me it's a bit of effort but that's something to be covered in a future podcast for sure but I I wanted to record this because, uh, honestly, I don't really know why. I just I'm just really in the mood, and I want to get the ball rolling again for the fiftieth time. But I recently got this Acne Studios jacket in today. Got really excited, and I really want to record a video for it, which I will, and get back on the YouTube um, because I've been watching a lot of Kyron and a lot of Day. I don't know why, but their content just is really engaging very very good content and the styling and all the pieces that are shown off in each of the videos and with Vision Day's vlog and the brand itself it's uh, I like the way it's going and I like the content that he puts out because it's it's Japan man like I absolutely love that shit but that's a bit of a side note because that will definitely be related to the falling in and out of love of fashion but where have I been in the last three and a half months honestly it's been really up and down <laughs> I've been like I, I basically, I've come to the conclusion of becoming an adult. Uh, yes, I, I, I act like, I can act like childish and then I can act very professional adult. I get it, but I'm more looking forward to the future of what it, what the future has in store for me. And if you don't make any changes, then nothing is going to happen in the future. So I decided, and this was, it's extremely hard, even though it's still here and I still look at it, but... I have come to the conclusion of selling my pride and joy, my 1994 white Toyota Supra SZ manual five-speed. I've, I've decided to part ways and, and get rid of it because it's not that it doesn't bring me joy. It definitely does. I love, absolutely love when people give me the thumbs up or a lot of them say, is that a Supra? Like, yeah, it gets really annoying, but <laughs> I'm just so used to it. But I, I've i just come to the conclusion that I can make a fuck ton of money with that car. I bought that car for six and a half grand. And I know it, it's shocking. It is absolutely shocking that I paid absolute peanuts for it. I paid six and a half for it back in 2015. I've loved it ever since I owned it. Like it is, it gives me smiles. Yes, it does my absolute head in. And I, I just, it, oh, there's been so many times where even my partner's seen my face, my best mates have seen my face with this car. And I'm just like, I just want to fucking get rid of it. But now it's not so much of aggravation and just annoyance that I'm getting rid of it. It's more so that's a house deposit sitting there. And 
yes, a car can bring you joy, but longevity can really outweigh anything short term. So I think the best financial decision would definitely be to to sell the car to someone who's going to really appreciate it, but also it does need a bit of work done to the car. I had a lot of plans for turb for doing a single conversion turbo, doing a high mounts, front mounting to cooler, uh, front facing intake, custom exhaust. I'd had all the works ready to be done. Like, oh, I started saving for it. I saved like two and a half, three grand. I bought a lot of parts for it. And then it just hit me one day and I was like, this isn't worth it. Like, it's going to be 20, 25 grand deep into a car, which I'm not going to get all that value back. And what am I gonna, what am I going to get? Like, a bit of squirt when I put the foot down. <laughs> like that's that that it's not realistic. It's I'm at the point in my life now where I I want that sense of independence. I want I I want to have a house. That's what it is. I want to be able to walk into a door, and not only is it mine, but I can do whatever I want to the house. And if you're in Victoria you know the circumstances with houses and how prices are just through the roof. It's exactly like with cars in COVID. It's exactly like with basically any form of PC part that you tried to buy, GPUs. I say that because I'm looking at my new case, which I bought last month actually. Um, but everything has gone up. House prices have gone up. And I don't... Yeah, obviously FOMO is going to be a massive factor. Everyone is, is is has that fear of of missing out on getting on a price now and then looking at 6, 12, 18, 24 months time and thinking, shit, I wish I bought it back then. I don't really care about that. I care about just getting my foot in the door in a market regardless of what price I pay. Yes, I have a budget which I need to re- review obviously in the next six months because obviously your pay will obviously go up due to inflation. You've got to be at a job for a certain amount of time before you can get pre-approval, but also the savings and spending habits. That's one thing as well, which I'm still trying to nail down, even though I just bought an acne jacket. So we'll we'll get to that soon. (laughs) But I don't want to live at my limits myself to living not a boring life, but I want to be able to treat myself and I don't care if anyone says, no, you need to knock it down, do this, that. No, I, that's that's going to make me sad for a whole year. I, I can't do that. I want to be able to go out to dinner with my partner. I want to be able to go out and do things and buy certain pieces and enjoy clothing or enjoy whatever it is that I buy, but still have that saving buffer and you know have that mindset of, yes, I'm doing this because I'm going to move out and I'm going to have something. And I just, I just want to be able to have my own joy. Like it's, I, I love... This thing, I love going to people's houses that are their own because it's 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 a massive motivator because you go in and you're like, this is theirs and all the furniture's theirs. They can do they can design the house however they want it to, and that's what I want to do. Like I've done it with the man cave. I doubt people have yeah, I haven't really shown it off at all. But like the walls been painted black. I've got a new desk. I've got a dual monitor stand. Like got a PC. It's base. Got a couch coffee table, TV. Yes, it, I try to make it as cozy as I can because this is my space. And then I obviously have my separate room just for sleeping in. Um, and this room used to be a gym. Oh, sorry. My bedroom actually used to be my dad's gym, but he just never used it. And I was like, okay, just take your shit out. <laughs> like, yes, yeah, so obviously I will be honest. It's, it's 
it's privileged to have a separate room as a man cave and then have a bedroom like that's i couldn't thank my parents enough for it but i want to combine that and have my own form of property and i don't care like i'll be upfront and honest like i don't care about going going out getting absolutely fucking wasted like i said this to like my mate like a couple weeks ago probably like we say all, all the time actually when the boys come over and watch the footy it sounds so Aussie and so bogan, but it's just so true. <laughs> when when you got your mates over, you're in the comfort of your own home. You're just having a laugh with like your best mates watching the footy or whatever it is. You could be watching it. You could be watching a movie together, watching AFL or watching soccer, whatever it is. I could do that for the rest of my life because it's so fun. Like, I don't know what it, it's probably because I've never been I've never been the type to really go I've never been the type to go out and get fucking hammered let's just put that out there I'm not that type yes I'll still go and have a freaking amazing time 100% but clubs don't interest me the only thing that interests me are bars because you get really good conversations with people you have a really good time it's a great vibe that's where I'm at 100% but having people over cooking for them having drinks having a laugh and just being in a really great space, I will take that any day of the week, mate. That is that is perfection. And then occasionally, you know, you go out and have a fucking good time, whatever. That's great. But I want to be able to... This is why, like, my space or the property that I really want to buy, well, obviously, I've got a price range and I will have to make... Uh, what did my, my parents say? You, you have to... Oh, you have to compromise for certain things. Like, one example was... If this is when if when I had the car, which I still have, which I'm I've got it up for sale. So if anyone wants it, feel free to look on car sales. It's yeah, you you'll see it. But anyway, you have to compromise for certain things when you look at property. Well, this is just from personal experience. I could be completely off the mark, but this is just from me doing a bit of research, going to a few auctions, going to inspections, and auctions are just really fun. They're just really good to engage with because you see how people operate you see how people like their body language is between bidding which is really funny but seeing you have to compromise for certain things and when i had the car or the idea of having the super parked parks at, at my house house i will own eventually i wanted to have a garage because that was priority it's still a little bit of a priority just because of the space that you can utilize with a garage because you can have your tools in there, you can have shelving, you can have storage, you can have a lot of things in there, but it's not a necessity for me anymore. And due to the fact that I can get rid of the Supra now and I can buy it in 20 years' time. Yes, it's going to be extremely expensive, but I've driven it. I loved it. Will I own it again? Maybe. I kind of want to go a different route to, to a more muscle route. But anyway, I my priority now is I want a beautiful backyard space wise it's like decent not not townhouse two meters squared like the size of freaking a table as an outdoor area which it sounds that sounds really dramatic but you get my point I want a decent background area for a decking to have a barbecue and have people over outside like that's that's what I'm about The, the kitchen also needs to be decent like okay renovations and stuff is fine I'm looking at a like woggy as properties <laughs> I, I i love the woggy style and if it looks super disgusting on the inside i don't really care because a coat of paint and plus my dad works at a company that does floorboards like he's a wood supplier they do bloody everything like 
yes, I've got a supply for that, blah, blah, blah. But you'd be surprised what a coat of paint could do to a house as well. And that I could do myself. It's so much fun. It's it's actually really enjoying to paint a house, but it takes a long time. <laughs> that's for sure. But uh, I don't mind that it's if it's a bit run down, it needs a bit of reno. I don't care because that's... that's in, I kind of enjoy that because you get to envision what you want to do to the house rather than getting someone that's so cookie cutter. It looks everything. It's basically the same as everyone else. Like that's I prefer a bit of steez in in the house. Okay, and I'm I'm mainly looking at obviously either townhouse or unit because that's what anyone could fucking afford right now. <laughs> but it, it's I want a decent kitchen that's not too small but it's not massively big either that's it's just nice little medium and the two better because obviously one for me and the second one will either be a study slash man cave slash spare bedroom uh, that's i can't want to have a sofa in there and have that as a fold out couch or fold out mattress in a, in a on a couch fold out mattress on a couch you, you get what i'm trying to say it's been a while since i've done this okay <laughs> But I would love to have like my office in there or man cave, whatever it is, even though the living room will be the man cave. But regardless of everything else, that's that's what I need. And then you will have to obviously compromise for certain things. If you want a smaller kitchen, you get a bigger backyard. Or if you want a garage, you might have to be on a main road. And that's one thing I cannot do. I will never, ever live. Never say never because obviously things will change, but... A main road, I can't do. A service road, I can do. Service road's pretty good. Like, for instance, the closest thing that I can think of is, oh, mate, this is this is only if anyone lives in Mill Park. But, you know, you've obviously got your main road and you've got your sectioned off roads after that. You, you get what I'm trying to say. Anyway, a service road, I could live on because it's not as busy. And in terms of location, as long as it's decently close to a station, I don't mind. Well, obviously, I do mind because I need to get to work. But that's... I'm mainly looking for decent decent location to a train station. Needs to have a backyard. That's my number one priority. The rest, I don't mind. Okay, and then renovations and stuff. But I made that choice back in... This would have been, I think, start of February, end of Jan... I, I would think about it for months. Like, I just never said anyone, anything to anyone about selling the car. And then I looked at it and then I messaged my partner about it and I was like, oh, I'm thinking of sell, oh, I, I'm going to sell the car. <laughs> and my first reaction was, she's going to be, yeah, get rid of it, whatever. But it was complete opposite, which took me by surprise um, because she knows how much I love the car and it's my number one. Yeah, number one debate not anymore not anymore but you get what I mean like it's it, it was it's been there from the beginning and now it's just time to move on and it leads me to my next point with with materialistic things if you have something that you truly truly love for instance a car that you've it's your pride and joy you absolutely love it there's there's nothing stopping you from not owning it in 15 years' time. Yes, you could say, oh, but what if it doubles in price or what if it triples? Those are what-if factors and you won't know. Yes, you can hold that. I can hold this car and make more money in 10 years' time, but in that space, like in that time in 10 years, like it's you're going to delay getting a house or whatever it is. Like this is one thing I say to people too. You don't have to buy a house if you don't want to. Like it's not 
it's not the end all be all thing. Yes, it's something I've people of my age and have grown up with, especially if you're wog as well. Even though I'm Latino, but wogs and all that shit, you get it. You grow up like you gotta get a house, you gotta get a house, whatever. I just see it as when you're renting, like you, you can rent. You don't. You have the the luxury of moving whenever you want. That's definitely a factor. And I've I've spoken this to my mates before about renting. You can rent versus as well, so you can buy a house, you know, in an area that you decently like, but have it renting or sorry buy a house in an area that you don't want rent it out and then rent in an area yourself in a suburb that you do love you could do that but that is a headache i don't care for that i i've just always been infatuated with the idea of walking to a house and it's it's mine like and i have the opportunity to with the car so why would i not take it yes it's going to hurt when it goes but in the long run it's going to be so worth it and back to my point with materialistic things if it's something that you're holding on to and you're iffy about, oh, should I, this this one thing is holding me back or this one thing I own is holding me back. And it's mainly the car. It's mainly the car people that I'm talking to. If it's if you see the car as an investment, but you're in a bit of a pickle where you should decide between this or a house, you go to the house every day of the week. Like it, it's set in stone. Like you, you can make, not only can you make more money with a house, but at the end of the day, you've got, you know, you're paying off your mortgage, which is always going to be yours. Yes, you've got to pay interest and all rates and everything else, but that is yours at the end of the day. And I'm more about, I look at it as generational wealth. I mentioned this to someone like months ago. I don't know who it was, but I I see the house thing as I just want to have generational wealth where my kids can be financially stable when I die. That's literally it. That's it's just probably as simple as that. I know Jay-Z is very big on that. You know, he doesn't care for being rich now. He wants to be rich for his for five generations on that they're, they're still well off. Like, obviously, I'm not in that level. <laughs> Definitely not. But being able to, you know, just be comfortable for generations to come. That's, that's how I look at it. But that's been one thing that's happened. Like, it kind of click in my head in the last couple months. So I've been nailing down as much as I can, but to the point where I still want to live life. And that's where I bought an Acne Studios uh, twill jacket, which is almost a similar cut to the Carhartt workwear jacket, but a lot more steezier. Oh my days. I love this thing. Like it is, oh, this thing. I went with, I went with my partner back. This is like, yeah, it's been over two months ago because I saved for about a month and a half to two months for this. Um, I went with Maddie. We went to Chadston. walked inside Acne Studios and I saw this jack in the corner of my eye and I'm like, I need to try this on. Like, I just want to see. And this is when I was in the time where fashion wasn't really, I didn't really mind because it was summer. So summer's, I, f- I fucking hate it. I hate summer with a passion. Like I'm just sweating 24-7 and I, I just can't stand it. But when it's winter time, you get cozy, you get to wear layers, you get to wear your turtlenecks, your coats, your jackets, like, it's good, it's nice, and you get to wear the trousers, which I'm wearing, which no one knows, because I haven't shown a video or anything, but I bought Rick Owen trousers back in, actually, it probably would have been, I might even said it in my last podcast, but I bought a pair of Rick trousers last year, I've been wearing them non-stop, like, former track pants, but they're sick, anyway, I tried on that jacket at Chadston and then from then on, I was like, you know what? I'm saving for it. I don't care how long it's going to take me. 
and then bit the bullet on Wednesday, I think it was, and then it came in today. And mate, it is absolutely gorgy. Like <laughs> it is gorgeous, and that's what reignited my passion for fashion again because I just like the way it fits. It's basically it's a pretty sure it's a hundred percent nylon twill jacket, so it's got envision. You know, the Carhartt workwear jacket, but not a canvas cotton. It's a nylon and it's a lot more chic, if you could say that. It's a very basic piece. Like you look at it and I'm not saying the price for this because no, (laughs) but is it worth the price? Probably not, but it is a staple in my wardrobe for years to come. It's something I won't, it won't ever go out of fashion because it is a staple and I love, love the fact because when I tried it on, I realized, was like, no, this is all about fit. Like, you look at it, and like, yeah, it's just a simple jacket, whatever. It's the fit that really does it for you because it's wide, it's boxy, but there's a form of almost like lapels at the back of the jacket where your shoulders, so like your shoulder blades at the back, there's almost a form of a lapel that kind of comes down, straight down to the jacket and overlaps each other. And it just has this layer effect, which is so amazing. Like, it's really hard to describe and I will showcase it in a video with all the pickups that I bought. Um, and I definitely want to do a, have a conversation about Uniqlo because Uniqlo is, oh, I'm at a bit of a, I'm a bit torn with Uniqlo. Yes, the basics are sick. I'm actually wearing their Uniqlo U mock neck and I bought a, oh, what did I call it? It was, it's not a pair of scissors. Oh man, I'm not going to remember what it is. It's like a, like a roller cutter. I'm not even sure to describe it. I bought it from Spotlight. It's it's basically you cut fabric with just rolling it. I don't know exactly. I'm gonna. This is so embarrassing. <laughs> but I bought that and then cut all my Uniqlo U mock neck tops because they're so long. Um, I'm actually gonna Google this now. Roller cutter Spotlights because I, I want you guys to know. And you just make a straight line. Uh, rotary tool. That's it. A rotary tool. This thing is magical because you can cut a straight line and there's no there's no like ragged edges along the bottom of the seam. Yes, you need to redo the seam if you want, but I feel like when you wash it, it starts to roll up and it has that little roll effect, which I don't mind because these are only like 30 bucks. Chopped them to the right length that I want. It's a little bit cropped and I love it. So bought the rotary tool and I did it with like all my tees as well. Like not all of them, but there was Uniqlo UTs that I had from like two seasons ago that were just so long. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. They're just sitting there. They're like 15 bucks a pop. I'll give them a go and see how they look. And now they look all right. So I don't mind. But that's another topic we can talk about is Uniqlo because I'm very torn because oh, I've been hearing this idea of, you know, exclusivity within brands. The main thing that comes to my mind is Amelion Door or ALD. It was a brand that was really niche. And that was one thing which I'll quickly talk about with work. I won't go too much into it, but. Uh, I've learned a lot in my work so far, but ALD or Amelion Door have been so niche and now they've blown up with a New Balance 550 and that was like months and months ago and everyone was like, you got the 550 from ALD, like the New Balance 550 are the new wave. Now they're so accessible and they've released so many colorways under general release that everyone wants to get a pair and the form of exclusivity, that idea has kind of taken it back of people and they're like I don't want to get into ALD or New Balance 550s because everyone's wearing it same thing with Jordan 1s and Dunk Lows Dunk Highs everything so 
that's something else I definitely want to talk about. But there's some another thing as well that I've been learning is my new not say new job. I've been in this new role for about six months now, probably a little bit more. And I started October last year and it is related to e-commerce and it's digital marketing and sales. And the one thing that I always take back with my work is, or take research or everything that I'm picking up is, I look at online businesses every single day. Like we have a strategy at our work that we've got to implement or we try to offer to other businesses. And I look at online businesses every single day and you realize there is, everyone is selling something. Like there are hundreds and thousands of businesses out there and I try to find niche ones and that's kind of taking me a while to get used to in terms of fashion because I want to use that, you know, I try to gravitate towards more fashion niches but it is extremely hard because one thing I've noticed is everyone is trying to do brands but here's one thing you need to know. You... For you to really do well, you need to be in a certain niche. And I explained this to my mates like a week or two ago. If you do jewelry, right? If you do men's and women's silver, gold, rose gold, you're going to be... It, it, it sucks, but you're going up against the big boys like Levisa, Swarovski. Swarovski is probably in its own lane because they only do really diamonds engagements like really special occasions more so but they also have like their daily wear but that's what their main brand idea is focused on it's the special occasions it's big events or big event gifts even you get what i mean if you focus on a certain niche and you only do men's silver jewelry you're going to be put in a lane where people who look for that are going to look for you people like me who love silver jewelry as a guy will only gravitate towards brands that do silver jewelry for men. Because I'm not going to go to La Visa, obviously because it's catered towards female, but that's it's one thing I learned with work, with niches, um, and try to use that and see with fashion and everyone has their own niche. Like, think about Rick Owens. That's its own niche. You would never, ever, you can never copy a niche that Rick Owens has. It's avant-garde, but it's its, its own lane. And that is a dime a dozen, like incredible dime a dozen um that's probably the one thing or the one brand that always sticks out to me is rick because yes it's not for everyone but he has this market he has this following and cult following with the brands that you don't get or you rarely get anywhere else whereas you compare to a brand like you're obviously gonna you're only gonna be focused on a sole market or a certain size of a market Mm -hmm. but if you look at h&m they do women's men's kids babies they they do everything like or newborns i don't know why i said baby like that but they do newborn garments they do men's kids women's homewares as well like they're competing in all those markets and obviously the market size is gonna expand a whole lot more so this is just a little tool or a little idea to think about if you do want to start your brand try to think of a certain niche try to think of your target individual who you want to buy from you like for me because I've thought about this this year as well. Another thing is uh, I definitely want to start a brand one day. It it is a lot of money, most definitely a lot of money. And it was something I will definitely look into after I move out um, and and start my own brand and and just wear pieces that I want to wear. Like that, my target market is, you know, guys that can, 
just guys that just wear their own wear decent shit (laughs) that's such a dumb market but it's true like i want i want to make clothes and make it easy for people that aren't really into fashion but they still kind of want to look really good i want to make it easier for them to enter the market and enter fashion and enter style by my brand if that makes sense yes if people want like oh i've seen this like this over shirt that people are wearing but i I don't know if i can pull it off mate come straight here and i've got a piece for you that that's the idea of where i'm kind of going but also at the same time i'm just making shit that i want to wear because that's that's all i care about so i think we'll i think we'll wrap it up here but it's decent half an hour of nice decent content but (laughs) it's a bit of an update of where things have been i definitely have also upgraded the gear uh, in terms of mics, in terms of uh, amplifiers as well. So I will have a multiple amount of guests who have their own mics. So once I get the ball rolling and get more episodes out, I'm definitely going to have a lot more people on here. Uh, and I'm, I'm thinking of you, Ruben, if you are listening to this, I, I'm going to reach out to you and organize an episode because <laughs> I love talking to that guy because we could just talk about fashion all day, every day, and just talk smack. And he's been on here heaps of times. Like, I'd love to have him on again. So... What I'll do is, as always, I'll leave a nice tune to end off your Monday, but look after yourselves, and I'll see you guys next week. Take care.